When I first started selling online, I wound up at this random but huge trade show in Vegas called ASD. That trade show turned out to be pivotal for my business in figuring out what products are available, what trends are coming up, and also finding potential suppliers without having to fly all the way to Asia. This episode, we have one of the vice presidents of the largest trade show organizer in the U.S. We're talking about in-person events as they come back post-COVID, specifically by ASD that's coming up this August. Really good information in this episode. Make sure to watch to the end. We'll see you in just a second. Hi, I'm Tim Jordan, and in every corner of the world, entrepreneurship is growing. So join me as I explore the stories of successes and failures. Listen in as I chat with the risk takers, the adventurous, and the entrepreneurial veterans. We all have a dream of living a life fulfilling our passions, and we want a business that doesn't make us punch a time clock, but instead runs around the clock in the AM and the PM. So get motivated, get inspired. You're listening to the AM PM podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of AM PM podcast. I'm your host, Tim Jordan, and today we're actually going to be talking a little bit about trade shows. And I know this seems a little counterintuitive to the e-commerce type content and, and topics that we cover, but they're actually very related. When I started selling e-commerce, uh, one of my uh, the tricks up my sleeve, so to speak, one of the things I found that I was good at was finding product opportunities, finding things that people wanted. Maybe they weren't being offered online. And I found this crazy secret of going to trade shows. And there's a lot of reasons for that. There's a lot of reasons that it made sense for me. There's still a lot of ways in which that I use Trade shows. I almost said the name of this one gave away what we're going to be talking about, but that is what we're going to talk about today is trade shows. And I have as a guest the distinguished vice president of marketing from Emerald Expo, Camille. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Tim. How are you? I'm great. And I actually messed up your intro because you're not just vice president of marketing, you're something more specific, right? Can you explain exactly what your role is? Sure. I'm vice president of marketing of the merchandise group. So a lot of the trade shows that Emerald owns, although we've had, we have expanded into other markets, have been traditionally retail facing trade shows. So really at the wholesale level. And uh, in my group, and I don't know if you want me to mention it now, what are, what are in my group, but all of my trade shows are uh, wholesale retail facing uh, trade events. And these are big. These are not little trade shows. These are like some of the biggest in the country, right? Yes, actually, the, the the one trade show brand that I work on, it's the largest in our company. Um, Emerald Expositions is the largest trade show producer um, in the United States. Obviously, there's there's other trade show producers throughout the world, um, Asia and different um, parts of the world. We're one of the largest um, trade show producers in the U.S. And actually, we're the largest customer for the city of Las Vegas, which is always an interesting thing to think about. We just have so many events there, which draw a lot of, of uh, attendees and customers to the city. So Everything from jewelry, you know, uh, fine jewelry to pizza. We own a pizza show um, that helps independent pizzerias. Um, so we're really retail facing across many different aspects um, of the business. But this is a you know a core part of our business, even though we are, uh, like I said, expanding into other industries that are not just retail. Do you have any idea, just if you had to throw a number out of how many attendees, uh, especially pre-COVID, I know that changed things up a little bit, would come to Emerald trade shows throughout the year? Each year, Emerald connects 1.9 million of our customers across 142 events um, in 16 media properties. And that's through whether it be live events or year-round marketing opportunities, um, digital events, or platforms that we use to help connect our customers. Um, so that, that kind of encompasses what Emerald is all about. So that is a lot of people, and it's also a lot of data. 
So folks that are listening, the reason that I try to bring on guests like Camille is because she knows what she's talking about. So if we're going to talk about trade shows, we have a guest today that probably has access to more data than anybody else, at least in uh, in the U.S., probably the whole Western Hemisphere when it comes to you know what's going on with trade shows, whether it's the buyers, whether it's the sellers, whether it's the brands, how they're acting. And, and this is all really great, relevant information. So Camille, can you just talk briefly? I know, you know, you're... Emerald is coming out of a tough year, obviously a tough 18 months, right? Can you just talk a tiny bit about some of the the transitions that you made during the period of COVID when you couldn't have in-person events? Like just give a, just a little sampling of like maybe what was done online. Sure. So, I mean, as you said, it was a huge shock. I mean, for, for me personally and for my team, we were literally five days out from leaving to go to Las Vegas, which is where our largest event for the whole company is held which Tim, you've uh, been to, so you know what that's all about. So we've been planning for six months and we're literally getting ready to get on a plane and we're watching the news daily um, when basically everything shuts down. So it was a huge, you know, especially for a company like ours that is very live event driven. So we immediately pivoted to digital, right? What can we do to help connect our customers? And I think a lot of it, to be honest with you, everybody was trying to figure out what to do. They didn't know what to do. They figured, okay, digital's the way that I've got to get online and, and be in front of our customer. But what does that look like, right? Um, for us, um, in our first, you know, kind of iteration, you know, and I think depending on the industry you served within Emerald, took a little bit of different, a different approach. Ours was um, how do people that need product, how do we connect them immediately? Um, and we didn't have necessarily a way to do that. So we started, the first thing we did was um, create a list of, somebody that has product that can get product to you. So if you're a grocery store, right? Grocery stores come to our our show, not for the food aspect, but for the non-food part of their business. Um, So toilet paper, those kind of things, all of those type of things, the supply chain shut down. But our idea was how do we say, if you've got something sitting in a warehouse and you can get it out, how do we connect you with somebody? So we just created a basic listing online and we were telling our customers, hey, there are people that might have, you know, things that you need, products you need, that are that are sitting in a warehouse and they can figure out a way to get it to you. Um, and here's that list. And and we just kind of took that of as a let's help our customers the best way we can. And it could be as simple as a list. And we put that up. And then we started looking at how do we develop a platform in ways that we can connect uh, buyers and sellers while this is going on. And we kind of grew it from there. Yeah, it was crazy if you watch like the history of Zoom, right? Zoom had like a 300x growth, you know, in in you know, two weeks and then it kept going up and up and up and up because everybody was going online. And for someone like Emerald Expo and specifically the ASD trade show that we're going to talk about, you know, you still had to make those connections. People still need to sell products. People still needed to to meet with their suppliers and find new vendors. And then moving online was something that had to happen. So coming out of COVID, at least in the US, when I say coming out of COVID, I mean, we're, we're coming out of the lockdown, essentially, and people are starting to meet face to face. We're moving into the trade show season, and I am so looking forward to August when the ASD trade show comes back to Vegas. And for those of you listening, let me give a little history. When I started selling online, I told you a few minutes ago that one of my my trade secrets was finding products that people wanted and couldn't find. And I figured out that online is a little bit slow sometimes, especially marketplaces like Amazon, Walmart, eBay. They're a little bit slow to uh, to hit these trends. So what I started doing was going to specifically the ASD trade show, and I would walk the floor and I'd figure out what trends there were, 
what was coming up this year that maybe wasn't on the show floor last year. You know, very innovative brands that neither need to either sell their stuff or maybe might be an opportunity for private labeling. Um, ASD had this great section called Source Direct where manufacturers would come in from literally all over the world and showcase their capabilities. So I figured out this crazy opportunity to find products, to find suppliers, all at ASD. Uh, I started taking groups there, started working with ASD directly. We were supposed to have a big one last year, a big workshop that we're going to hopefully do this year. I think that um, I just saw some information come across the line of that, literally teaching online sellers how to utilize trade shows like ASD. But the big question, Camille, is, you know, coming off of this COVID stuff, things are things are starting to relax a little bit. We know that there's power, especially for online sellers at ASD. Are people ready to get back to an in-person trade show? And do you think there's going to be a big attendance? Do you think it's going to be uh, well adopted? You know, what's your forecast for ASDs this August? So I think, Tim, um, and things are changing so rapidly. So I, I wrote some notes when you and I first started talking about doing this podcast. I wrote some notes about, you know, hey, what were we seeing in the market? Because we were concerned, you know, how many, you know, small retailers or retailers at all will go out of business. Um, and so we've been tracking this over time, right? So if I go back and look at, we have uh, one of our, our content writers and she's based on the West Coast. So she's like, hey, I'm going to get out and go see some of these retailers. I'm going to talk to them and see, you know, get a pulse of what's going on. And what she found was about a third of the business had closed their doors, or at least some of the small ones. A third were holding on and a third, you know, or a little bit more were actually thriving. Um, and so that was kind of then. And w- what I will say is things have ha- happened really fast, right? As vaccines and all the things have happened, like, you know, the, the economy opening back up, people getting out more, businesses being more open. What we found now recently, and I would say it's been three or four weeks ago, we did a survey on intent to attend ASD in August. We wanted to know from some of our core people, some of the people that have been the last three or four years, what is your intent to come to a trade show specifically in August? And we found that 77%, which was higher than we thought based on what we were just you know hearing in the market, 77% were, were planning on attending. And then when we asked you know, for the people that were not planning on attending, what was their number one reason? The number one reason, 50% of the people that were not attending, they were still nervous about you know health concerns due to COVID. And that's why they decided not to come. It wasn't necessarily a business-related issue. It was more health-related. Um, and that when we asked, well, what is your thoughts now? And this, like I said, this has been a month ago. What are your thoughts now about attending in 2022? And it went up to like 86%, right, that, that we're planning on coming. Now, look, some of those 15% or 14%, could not be reached. Maybe they were the people that were out of business, right? They, their emails were turned off or they weren't answering or whatever. Um, but it was higher than we thought. And what I think has happened over the last month, I've been, I'm going to Las Vegas actually tomorrow to go look at the space. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the new things that are happening at ASD. Um, but Vegas is open. The, the, the city's open. They're, they're ramping up for trade shows. We are going into a very busy season because normally a lot of trade shows, for those of you who don't know, most of the buying um, for retail and you guys all know this, especially at brick and mortar is done in the beginning of the year, like the first quarter, right? And they then they watch that inventory. And as that inventory depletes, you know, then they might attend shows later in the year. Because we did not have a lot of the first and second quarter shows that are normally had, there's going to be, there's a very big appetite for the shows that are coming in August. There's, I mean, right now that I know of, there are six shows in the city of Las Vegas at the exact same time as us. That doesn't count the week before, the week after, Right. There are six shows in Las Vegas during ASD, and we're already a large show. I mean, we're normally a 45,000-person show. So with regards to what we're expecting, 
we were expecting a 40 to 50% decrease. Now, what that means is we, we didn't know what to guess, right? I don't know. We're like, how many people are going to be out of business? How many people are going to be scared to come? What is the climate going to be like from a, you know, that, that standpoint? So we didn't know. That's what we were projecting. But what we're seeing is I know that we're already expecting at least 1,500 exhibitors. We normally have 2,700. Um, we knew that we wouldn't get the large contingency we normally get from international exhibitors just because that's going to be the later thing to come back, right? Getting, you know, an Asian manufacturer to come over. Um, so we're seeing every single one of our large exhibitors that has been, you know, steady uh, bellwether exhibitor in our show, every single one of those people is is back in some form. They might not have as big a booth as they've had in the past, but they they will be back. And they have really, I think as time goes every week, they're calling like, okay, I need to get a bigger booth. You know, what am I going to have? And same thing on the retail side. So I think even though we projected possibly 40% down, that we will come in better than that. So we're, people are very anxious and very, there's a lot of pent-up demand, I think, um, for the show. So we're, we're surprised and happy seeing that. And as time goes on, it's, it's just increasing. Yeah. And I mean, we're talking about August. There's plenty of time still for other people to get on board, to get signed up. And as the COVID numbers continue to decrease and the vaccination numbers increase and people start to, to stretch your wings a little bit. I think it's going to amplify and you're going to see a lot more people show up, which is great. So going back, you know, Emerald and especially ASD was very much an in-person experience, right? There's a lot of great value to that. You had to make an adjustment to online and obviously did some things well there. You were still doing some online events, some online capabilities, still making those connections. Do you think that, you know, 2021 going into 2022, that there is still something that is achieved at an in-person event that you just can't do online anymore? 100%. I mean, I, you're just seeing it. I think that people, just as a human, you feel that. You want to go out, you can get food delivered to your house, right? You The whole time you could get, you know, Uber Eats or Grubhub or whatever. Is that the same as you taking your wife out or going out with your friends to a restaurant and experiencing that, you know, in-person connection? So I think that we all intrinsically know that there is something to be said for in-person uh, events just by the nature of us being humans. And like, yeah, I can order Grubhub and get my favorite restaurant delivered at my house, but it's not the same as going in there and seeing, you know, the waitress that you see every Friday night or whatever, because it's your neighborhood or going with your friends and being able to talk to them in person. Um, I also think there's a lot in what we're hearing, you know, people that do big, if you're going to write a hundred thousand dollar order, some of these, you want to shake someone's hand, you want to see them in person. And that relationship, that foundation, a lot of times starts in person. And then over time, there's a trust built, right? Um, I think that you continue to have uh, that relationship. And a part of that is a digital you know, channel. That's, what, that's how you help grow, continue, foster, you know, nurture that relationship. I think about this too. You know, I'm in the events industry and we're so busy. We're always here you know, I'm on the computer, whether it be in my office when we were going into an office or at home. But I can't tell you how much I even notice myself when I leave my office, I'm away from the distractions of the office, I'm away from the distractions at home, and I go to another, an event that's in my industry, right, in the trade show industry. How much more happens when you're able to sit there face to face or after the trade show, you know, you're at dinner and you, you know, you sit next to somebody that you never met and they're a colleague that's in your industry and you make a connection and just the business that's done because of, you know, at whether it be in-person networking events or just by chance, you know, if you're all put into a building, you know, 45,000 people that are in the same industry and you're all 
a lot of things get talked about. You know this. You you meet somebody you would have never met. It's you're walking by. You're at a, at a at a educational session. You're at the bar having a drink. Whatever it is, you know there's all these opportunities to network, and that's so different than what happens online. So yeah, I do think it's a really strong, and I think it actually exacerbated people's understanding of how important the in-person part of doing business is. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people that go to trade shows and don't actually go to the trade shows. They go to Vegas, they go to Orlando, or they go to New York just for the networking. I can say that, you know, some of the most profound relationships and experiences and and education that I've gained for my businesses have been from those networking events that weren't planned. You know, they were the, hey, let's go grab coffee with a stranger. Let's hang out in the hotel lobby and bump into somebody in my industry that I didn't know existed and we're able to mutually help each other. And I just don't think that you can do that online. So definitely no doubt that I'm excited about online events. I've got a big travel schedule coming up this fall with multiple Emerald events, actually. But ASD is, is one that I'm the most excited about. So when you're moving into you know the, the era of in-person events again, are there things that are going to stick that you may have started in the online era? You know, are there lessons that you learned? Are there things that, that you're going to continue adopting? Uh, a good example in the restaurant industry, you know, in the U.S., we never had QR code menus, paper menus. Well, then with social distancing, all the restaurants that you could get into had the QR code menus, which have actually been popular in other places in the world for like 10 years. My suspicion is a lot of restaurants will continue to use that. They will have said, hey, we were forced to do this. It worked. Let's keep it. Are there any of those things, those those lessons that you learned or tools that you picked up in online trade shows that you're going to keep into the era of in-person trade shows again? I think that it will be a hybrid. I think that what we've learned is, you know, we, like you mentioned earlier, you talked about how we have a lot of data. The great thing about a show or trade shows is it's an active database. See, you're coming, Tim Jordan, and you're like, oh, yes, I'm still in business. Maybe, you know, the type of product you buy has changed. Um, So we keep an active database because people keep coming to the trade show. So that's updated every six months by people registering, people participating. It shows they're active in the industry, right? So the great thing is we maintain this really robust active database of, you know, vendors and retailers or, you know, distributors. Um, And so what I think will happen is there is a continuation and a need for a year round connection. And I think where trade shows haven't done the best job is, 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 maximizing that. Look, we've got the, we've got the community, you know, we've got this community that happens, especially for ASD, we're twice a year in Las Vegas biannual event. And it's a large biannual event. So we've got this active community. How do we better service them and help them get more ROI out of being part of our community? And if we can figure out a way to connect them year round 365, whether it be through, here's a platform that you can go online and buy and sell year round. Here's a place where you can discover and we keep that connection and keep building that relationship. You mentioned something earlier, which is great because this is something that I think is a big selling point for trade shows and always have. I've been doing this for 20 years. The discovery that happens at the trade show and trend spotting. So you talked about that. Like a lot of times you, if, if you're looking for something to happen online, someone has to have already discovered that trend for you to be able to see it for it to pop up. Right. And I think, you know, when you go to a trade show like ASD, especially if you look at international exhibitors, they are quick to pay attention. They're, they're going to a lot of shows all over the world or all over the country. And they're like, oh, this fidget spinner was not around at the last show. All of a sudden, five people have it. Then 10 people have it. So it trend spotting at a trade show happens very fast. And see, a trade show is a barometer 
for what's going to stick. I mean, it's like, right, you're putting it out there and you're seeing what, and and it starts and it, it catches fire quickly. And then I think that's actually when a trend goes online. So I think you were spot on, Tim, in understanding that um, you could go to a trade show and really look at trend, you know, trends and spot them. And even it be that you're, hey, I might not be ready to buy this product, but I'll notice it. I'm going to watch it. Right. And and then you're ahead of the curve on, you know, what you might be bringing into your business. And it ha- I, it happens very fast at a trade show. And we're, you know, months before but you start watching, like you can see, well, this guy's got it. And now this guy's got it. And they might not have a lot of it, but they're tested. They're dipping the toe in the water. And then all of a sudden it starts to explode. And you articulated that better than I ever have. But I've noticed that for years. And that's why I've been going to ASD is, is that the term used trend spotting and using, you know, trade shows as a barometer. That's the description that I could never come up with myself. But that is so true. I have literally taken groups at ASD and walked them around, you know, at, uh, floor tours, essentially. And we've noticed things and we said, well, well, what is this? You know, you pick it up, you touch it, you feel it. If you ask the question, what is this? And why do three booths have this on their most prominent corner shelf? Like there must be a reason for that because they're not stupid. There's a reason that they're they're displaying that in such prime position. And then we go online and we figure out, hey, people are searching for this on Google and Amazon, but nobody's selling it, right? Here's an opportunity. And not only did you get the idea, but now you have a supplier for that. You have a brand that you can work with. There's something that you cannot replicate offline that you can get from those online walking the floor experiences. It's amazing. So Camille, you've had over a year for your entire team to sit around and wonder, Hey, when ASD comes back, what are we going to do different? You know, you've had time to ponder, you've had time to think, you've had time to figure out how to maximize ROI so that you get the attendees and the exhibitors back. So what's new this year for ASD that is going to help the vendors, the attendees, uh, and everybody that's going to be there maximize that ROI. I think one thing, and this was, uh, it, it's interesting because the timing could be, you know, it, it was a really interesting time. ASD, for those of you are, that know or don't know, we are at the Las Vegas Convention Center, which is a very large convention center. And prior to COVID, it had three halls, North Hall, Central Hall, and South Hall. And as Tim knows, we fill all three halls. We take all three halls. We're a full venue trade show. During this time, and we knew this was coming, uh, the city of Las Vegas had been say, you know, getting bonds out there, getting money, and they were planning to open a new hall of the convention center to expand the Las Vegas Convention Center. So we knew we were about to go through a, a period of construction where we would have to be moving people throughout the different halls. And for someone like Tim, I mean, we've got people that have been in the same location for 20 years, literally have been doing the show for so long and are in the same, they're in the same hall, they're in the same location, people know to go there. Um, so we were about to go into this, tra- you know, this new era of construction where we were going to be moving the show around a lot due to the construction. Well, because of COVID, we didn't have shows for the whole year, right? Now that we're going back into the show, the new West Hall of the Las Vegas Convention Center has now been completed. During this time, while we were during, you know, not having live events, we were creating a new what we call a wayfinding system. ASD is very large. Tim's been, for those of you who haven't been, it's a very large trade show. And we know that the better job that we can do of connecting you to who you need to see faster, the more time you have for shopping and discovery, right? So we want to do two things. We want to, if you know a vendor you want to see, we want to get you to that vendor quicker so you can have your appointment, do your do your shopping, but then leave time for exactly what Tim discussed, which was um, discovery. Walking around, just like a person would walk around a store, just like a person would walk around your e-commerce site, just like a person would 
you know, right when you guys are figuring out how do I, you know, serve ads or do keywords to get people to discover more products, you know, that's based on the same psychology of somebody walking a trade show floor. Oh, I see this or, or, or a regular store. I see this product, but this is a compliment to that product and it's right next to it and it's merchandise right next to it. So we want to make sure you have time for that. So we've been working the last year on a new wayfinding system. And what that means is how do we better merchandise um, the products that are on our show floor, put them into really uh, tight neighborhoods and then color coordinate, color coordinate it so that you, you know, hey, I want to know where general merchandise is. OK, that's the green color. I need to go to the green area. Um, also doing things where we um, help, you know, because we're in multiple halls. How do we cross uh, cross sell? If you're in North Hall, we've got people that you can ask. I've only I only go to South Hall. They don't even realize what's over in North Hall. We're like, you're, you're missing half the show if you're not going over there. How are we, you know, uh, creating um, vignettes that show, hey, here's some of the great product that's in the other halls. Take a look at it. You probably should go over there. And we've we've been seeing success in that. So we're launching two things. Um, we'll be in the new West Hall, which will be a big change for many people. Many people are used to going to the South Hall, which I'm sure you're very familiar with. All of those vendors will now be in the new West Hall. Nice thing is the West Hall is beautiful. More uh, food options, you know, easier to navigate and a very beautiful space. So hopefully that'll help people, you know, get back on the floor quicker. And then we're going to launch our new wayfinding system, right? Um, in addition to our wayfinding system, we'll have brand ambassadors since we're in a new location. We'll have brand ambassadors walking around in very identifiable um, ASD uh, branded apparel. So you can go and ask them, where do I find this? Where do I find that? Um, we'll also be bringing in education that helps connect, you know, what's going on now. Um, we've we really called it to be very specific um, this show. So, so those are some of the new things uh, that are going to be in. Uh, I, I, we're trying, and this is going to be a big thing, and I don't know if you know this, but um, on our website and in our show directory, we do encourage vendors who are e-commerce friendly to identify themselves as that so that you, if you wanted to know somebody that's identified themselves, you could print out, you know, before you go to the show, here's a list of people that say they're e-commerce friendly. Now, some of our vendors are not great at, you know, hey, filling out all the forms, right? But that's something um, that we're going to do. And there's a, definitely a concern with supply, right? The supply chain. So we're also talking about, um, we haven't fleshed out the program yet, identifying if you've got something in your booth, right? Here, I've got this little, he is an immediate delivery good. I've got it in my warehouse. If you place an order, I can get it to you now. So we're also looking at how do we identify um, immediate good delivery items that a vendor might have in there. So you just mentioned something about e-commerce friendly. And there are people that have told me that trade shows are not e-commerce friendly. You know, if I'm an e-commerce seller, what advantage is there to me walking around this trade show, you know, looking at this stuff that may already be online or they might not want to sell directly to me. And, you know, they're trying to, I don't know, make excuses why they shouldn't walk the floor maybe. And like I said, that was, that was one of the things that I discovered about ASD is it's massively valuable to online sellers, right? But now that you have seen the rise in e-commerce yourself and Emerald has seen that happen, what changes or, or what is being offered maybe at ASD specifically valuable to Amazon sellers or online sellers? And you mentioned something earlier about, you know, ASD not being an e-commerce event. And we are not an e-commerce event, but what we are is a merchandise event. And so I think this is me, just my opinion. I think what's happened, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're we are a barometer for the industry. We're reflecting what's going on. I think what's happening is the vendors are realizing the importance of e-commerce. Some of our biggest exhibitors, right, uh, coal imports, for instance, they completely see the value in e-commerce. And so they're very open. They actually are building programs around it. So I think 
what we could do is help better educate, you know, our vendors about the importance of this market. And I think, and, and you've been to a lot of trade shows. I think the ASD vendors, the, the really savvy ones have, are getting it. They're, they're like, I'm figuring out a way to do business with, with this, this group because I know it's important and I know it's on the rise. And so what I think's happened is while you say we're not an e-commerce event, we are because we have the merchandise that e-commerce right, sellers want and, and need. And I think our vendors are quickly realizing the value and the importance of it. And they're, they're, creating, um, they're creating programs around it. In fact, you know, we should talk about that. Like, how could we help educate more vendors at ASD about the value and the importance of it? And, you know, because a lot of them just don't know how to sell to this particular part of the market. I think when you've got a brand, like if you are at another trade show that has a brand that's a very well-known like clothing brand, they're going to be a little bit more cautious about their brand being online because they also selling to retailers. Whereas ASD, a lot of our products are not necessarily branded products. You know, it's not that it's not a licensed Disney product or things like that to it, to an extent. So you're not, um, they're not as worried about like, it's a, it's more of a generic product, but, but, it, but a necessity. Right. So I think you see, I think we're a little more open, especially ASD than some of the other shows to selling to e-commerce. You know, the information you sent me was that the e-commerce sellers for the past three years are the fastest growing segment at ASD, right? Yes. Yeah, they're very fast. And I think that the vendors are understanding that, right? Um, I think the vendors have a hard time of determining, you know, how to sell to them. And I think, you know, maybe there's an opportunity for us to do more education to the vendors. Like, here's how you really sell to a legitimate, you know, e-commerce seller. And, and these are the things you need to know. I think there's an opportunity there and I think we could do, do something. And speaking of education, uh, ASD has always had mountains of free education. I've spoken on several stages, a lot of my colleagues, other thought leaders in whether it's the retail space, the online space, the brand building space, the packaging space, the importing and production space, you have mountains of free content. Even if I showed up to ASD and I didn't look at a single booth, I just went to the free content sections. I definitely, you know, have been worth my travel, right? So what are you doing this year as far as education? Can you just give us a, a brief snapshot? Yep, we're in the process of working on it. Um, we, I'll give you for instance, you know, uh, we're having the Reverse Logistics Association come and speak, which for, for especially, I mean, it's, it's huge in retail. I'm sure it's, it, it is in many of the e-commerce space, you know, returns are, it's a big deal. And that has really taken shape given how much, you know, e-commerce was done during the pandemic. So they're going to come speak as the association, you know, the head, uh, the head guru uh, for the reverse logistics is going to be there, Tony. And he's awesome. Met him in Dallas and, and we're really working on a program with him. Um, some key retail things, how to use um, e-commerce and online, you know, whether it be Yelp, you know, whatever it is, whatever uh, way that you can reach your customers. So a lot of digital and e-commerce, um, we're still shaping the, the program, but I'm excited. You met Caitlin, which is uh, on my team now, and she's you know a new addition to our team right before COVID, actually. And her job is really to you know hone in on what are the the key topics that we need to be talking about and making sure we're bringing in those uh, those those speakers. Right, you're going to be there, uh, and like you said, a lot of free. I'm a big believer, and so is my team. Is the more value we bring and having it in one location, the more likely you are to want to come to that location. Right, you can come there. You can product, you can get great education, you can do great networking. You know, that just, you know, solidifies the the value in, in attending. 
I can't begin to tell you how excited I was to see ASD come back because it's been such a pivotal piece of my business, whether it's the networking, the product trend discovery, uh, finding suppliers, the education, and it's just a great place to go out and hang out with other you know, entrepreneurs, people that I've grown to respect and are my peers. And when COVID happened, Emerald Expo really went through a trying time. Right, I know that it, the, your your entire existence was almost two million people involved with trade shows every year, and all the trade shows stopped. So, you know, in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, the world will normalize when ASD comes back. Like that's my barometer, and seeing it come back, uh, the new venue, all the new experiences, all the new tools for uh, attendees, for sellers, for vendors, all of the education. Uh, I know that we're partnering up on a very ecom specific. A workshop that's going to be this Sunday, uh, right before ASD starts, or, or maybe the first day of ASD. That that if any of you want more information, you can go check out ASD online and find out about all of this stuff. Is just music to my ears that it's coming back. I can't wait to see you know, like I said, all of my friends, but also see all of the the other vendors that are there that are ready to get back to business as usual. I can't speak any more highly of ASD and encourage any any of you that are listening more than I have to get to ASD. It's not expensive. You know, Vegas is cheap to go to. Um, Camille, what's the cost to actually get into the trade show? If you're if you're a legitimate seller, there is no cost to get in the trade show. What we do encourage you is to pre-register. If you wait until the last minute and you're the person that comes on site, there is a $50 charge. But if you register before the show opens, which is Sunday, August the 22nd, then there is no there is no cost, and uh, you know it doesn't cost you anything for a badge. So I encourage you to go online to ASD online and register to come to the event. Um, and it's four days. Uh, like I said, it's biannual every March and every August. Um, so it is free for legitimate sellers to come to the event. And like uh, Tim mentioned, there's all kinds of things that go on around it. There's networking opportunities after the show closes. Uh, there's like I said, thousands of people. So you're going to bump into somebody in the coffee line. There's a lot of free educational opportunities. So, um, and I can say, Tim, as excited as you are, we're very excited and we're hearing the same thing, not only from you, from so many of our vendors and they are really getting ready. I mean, they're getting their business ready. They're making sure they've got the products. They're creating new programs um, for for what they're going to offer at the show. So they're all really excited to get back as well. So this is going to be their first big, you know, push. I mean, they've, they've, they've been doing business with their current customers um, but they have not been out live in an event. Um, this is going to be their first really big push to be to be live in the market. So awesome. Well, if you didn't catch the website before, it's ASD online. That's Alpha Sierra Delta Online.com. And if you didn't catch what Camille said, I'll say it again. The event, if you're a legitimate seller, is free. Free content, free education, free uh, trend spotting, free everything you can imagine. It's awesome. Make sure to get there. And Vegas is just um, you can go there on a on a really, really shoestring budget if you need to. It can be extremely cheap. Flights usually in and out of there, especially with the cheap carriers you can get for less than 100 bucks right now. Or if you just want a vacation, you know, plan it around ASD and make sure that ASD is part of that. Camille, thank you so much for being on. And thank you so much for everything that you're doing with Emerald. Like I said, I, I know it's been a tough year, tough year and a half, and everybody's ready to get back to normal. And for those of you that that persevered through this trying time to continue to make these opportunities and networking events and, and trade shows happen. Uh, my hat's off to all of you and, and mass respect and mass appreciation. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners would say the same thing if they could be on microphone right now. So thank you for being on again, asdonline.com. 
Make sure to check out uh, all of the other past AMPM podcast episodes. You can check them out on YouTube or ampm.com. And hope to see a lot of you at ASD this year in August. Any last words, Camille? No, uh, to, to second what you said, we're as excited as you are. We're ready. You know, this is what we do for a living. We are very passionate about our brand. We're very passionate about what we do and bringing Byron Teller together. And the fact that we haven't been able to do that in so long, we're ready and we're going to do the best possible thing we can. I think it's going to be an amazing, amazing event. And I think that people are, it's, it's really a lot of pent up demand and, and it's going to be a great event. So we would love for you to all join us. Couldn't agree more. Well, thank you all for listening. We'll see you on the next episode.